Hello, everybody, and welcome back to STC Pod, your Start to Continue podcast, brought to you live every Friday. Uh, I guess we're not live, but uh, every week on Friday, you get a brand new episode. I am Bill with me, as always, is my co-host, Joe. You can just talk normally. No, no comment. This is freaking ridiculous. And we had to get, we got to get things started right away, because as Joe said, one second before I hit record, let's get this shit over with. No, no, come on. He doesn't mean that. It's not my positivity here. Welcome to episode 325. Seriously, what episode is it? Have I gotten it right in the last while? No. (laughs) No. I delete these things as soon as I get them, so I have no idea. This, I believe. This piece of shit show. Episode 225. You're right. Aren't people tired of these stupid podcasts yet? I, yeah, I think they are. I am. Absolutely. Throw me in that boat. Dishes are done. Podcasts are dopey. I'm in a Twitch streaming now. Hmm? What? What? <clears throat> I said I'm into Twitch streaming now. Yeah. What's that mean? I don't know. Figure You're streaming? I can't hear you very well. I said, are, are you streaming? Yeah, man. Did my first stream last, last night. You didn't get the, the tweet. No, I didn't. I probably didn't do it properly then. (sighs) Sorry, man. I, uh, I wasn't late today either. I was, I came on nine 28, no bill. So I went back to watching the finale of the bachelor. This was the episode where the guy jumped over the fence and left the compound because the girl he wanted to be with, who was the third last girl, broke it off. So he's so upset. He jumped an eight foot fence, left the compound. They had to chase him down for 30 minutes because they're in Portugal and he doesn't have his passport and it's the middle of the night. And he decided that uh, he wanted to risk everything for this one girl. So he told the other two women who were in the final that he didn't want, he didn't love them. Like he loved this girl that dumped him. He gambled everything on her and went to talk to her one more time before she left the show. And, uh, he said, I'm in love with you, but doesn't mean that we have to get married at the end of this. Let's just take this one step at a time. This is what you're watching. That's what I watched. That's great. That sounds exciting. Of all the stuff you could be watching. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh. Yeah, that's what I watched while I was reading a book and watching that for the last hour and a half. Oh, so sleeping. Oh, okay. No, no. Now I, now I understand. Uh, reading book five of the Thomas Covenant Chronicles. Thomas who? Thomas Covenant. It's a book I usually read every, a series I usually read every 10 years. Yeah. Okay. We've heard that before on other series. And then when I'm done book six of this one, I'm going to go on to uh, book one of Robert Jordan, the wheel of time. How about instead of reading those 14 books? Why not just how about read something new? Wouldn't um, that be something? There's nothing good out there, man. Just like music. There's nothing good out there. Well, you know what? Today's episode of STC pod, I'm going to dedicate to our loyal listeners in the Philippines. Cause according to my stats, I got me and you four listeners out there in the Philippines. What do you think about that? Well, I know one of them is, uh, Enrique. Enrique. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to Enrique for leaving us a comment on iTunes, by the way, which I gotta say is our only Asian listeners. Hmm. No Japan. Philippines Asian? No Japan. Isn't the Philippines like Portugal, Spain area? Mm, I could be mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. They start with a P, Portugal, Philippines. Yeah. In in World War II, Japan went right to Spain. 
to conquer Spain first. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Isn't that weird that there's nothing from Japan? Well, I would almost think we know someone in Japan. Uh, well, I think our one friend in Japan is more loyal to us than he is to uh, his own podcast. Well, I don't know. I don't know. No listens from Japan. We've got a listener in Germany. Yes, that's Heinrich. And uh, North Korea as well. Uh, that would be, uh, I don't know who that would be. No, it's uh, must be South Korea. The Republic of Korea. Yeah. So, oh, so that's that's another Asian. There's probably a Kim Jong there too, so. So, Kim Jong. so we, uh, for Asia, we have Korea, the Philippines, no Japan, no China, China, China. <laughs> Is your name Gina? Uh, it's Gina. Hmm. How you doing? As you can tell, I'm sick. I'm getting over a cold. Oh my God. My voice I, is even shittier than it normally is. Well, you, you know, <clears throat> I've had to deal with Mr. Uh, Big Baby Pants already at work with the, the pretend sickness. God, y you know, those people, you know, the hyper hypos who, when they get just the tiniest sniffle, the whole world stops. Uh, and he. Well, I, for the record, no. though, I came in for two days. Don't worry. I'm not talking about Joe. Don't worry. I'm not talking about Joe. I'm talking about this guy I know that comes into work. You know, you probably know people like this when they have a little sniffle. It's suddenly like they're the big showman and they come in with the big case of Kleenex. So everyone knows what's going on. I got my Kleenex on the table. And then he's got his cold medications all lined up like troll dolls at the top of his desk and then walks around, gets a big drink of water, jiggles them in his hand like they're dice before taking them. You know, these people that put on the big show when they got a little sniffle and the same thing with this guy. I don't know if you know who he is. I won't say names. Coughs all over the room. No covering because... If he's sick, everyone else deserves to be double sick. I don't know. I don't know if you know anyone like that, but well, that's what I've been working with. Definitely. And, and well, please you said don't, you're working with him. And please don't talk to this person during this time as well, because I don't know why he feels that uh, he needs to be left alone for the entire time too. It's, it's quite something. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a good worker if he still shows up to work though he must be tough as nails oh yeah for this oh boy oh boy you better take some pills for that oh boy like uh, you know when you can't breathe what are you gonna do well this person could still breathe he just had a little like that every so often no. could totally breathe this this would have decimated any other man and this is the kind of person who has like a specialist for every single ailment that he can imagine too so it's it's something else it's something else let me Everything tell you I'm, I'm upset about really is i haven't gone to the gym for three days so i feel like garbage hmm. i should have went today but i ended up just uh, uh playing a couple hours of red dead mother-in-law took him out to sheridan nurseries for uh craft day thing well and you stayed home and played video games yeah mm. yeah i don't do crafts some heavy lifting parenting there well i'll be doing stuff on friday and saturday and sunday so you gotta spread it out i yeah, hate man. march break by the way well i, I don't know it. you don't have to get it in your head that you have to entertain the kids 24 hours a day they can just handle being on their own in the house. I just it, mean everything costs money. No, I'm, I mean, you don't have to go do stuff every day. They just like not going to school and hanging out at home, playing with toys, watching some TV, watching a movie. You don't have to make these grand uh, gestures and massive outings for them. So a sleep in one day is uh, 
is a treat. They don't sleep in. They're up at seven. What they've been trained to do. <laughs> Get up at seven. Okay, but instead of getting up, they could like maybe just watch some TV for a bit and uh, then have a nice, you know, breakfast in bed or something. You don't have to go do these grand things. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to come up with the, all these trips and stuff, you know? But every March break, did you have a massive thing happen? Bestow no. Well, look. No, but back then, it was yes, like, of course. Parents work, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was they, just happy not to be in school. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The whole joy of March break back in the day was a week of not going to school. Yeah, but I'm different. Oh. <laughs> yep. Well, I took uh, tonight. I I didn't have volleyball for the kid because oh, it is March break. You lied to me. Yeah, uh, I forgot I that. Yeah, they don't for, get they don't get the. Uh, the license or whatever for the schools when the schools are off. So there's no volleyball. You're like, oh. let's record after we just finished working three days in a row together. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. I have lots of stuff to talk to you about I and I don't remember any of it now. I have my fill. Because I didn't get to talk to you for three days. Well, to that person I was talking about before who was in his, uh, in his bubble. His you don't talk to me bubble. anyway. You, you bury your head as soon as you get into work. <laughs> freaking Twitter, <laughs> Twitter and YouTube. No, this was the guy who, when I first told to get on the Twitter, was afraid to do it and didn't know what to do. No, listen, and the one I thing get your head, I, the only way I can talk to you is if I DM you, even though you're sitting beside me. The one thing you've trained me to do is to not approach you for the first few hours of the shift until you approach me. And then it's fine to talk to you. Do not look him in the eyes and do not address him until he has calmed down in the morning. That's the only thing I know. No, because we used to start our shifts off or working together. We do nothing but talk for like two hours. And that's how we started out the stupid podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And now as soon as you get in, you're the one who buries their head in a bloody <laughs> computer. And then I get angry and I said, all right. Uh, no, who's, you? who's roganized the second I walk in already. So. And it's then I start, disturb I them. start working 45 minutes before you do. <laughs> hey, you're <laughs> again, because you're neurotic enough to show up to work an hour early, sometimes hour, 10 minutes early. That's not my fault. You're, uh, that's you. What, I, what was I saying? There was no volleyball, but I ended up uh, going out, took the kids out for supper to, uh, our East side Mario's has just reopened. It had been closed for a long time. So it reopened and it was kids eat for $2 night. So not what the hell I'll go back there. Try it out. Eh, not much, not much improved there. Why was it closed? You know what? I, I asked them because there was rumors that it was closed due to some sort of infestation like mice or something. Cause it's been closed for, well, they're not going to acknowledge that. <laughs> no, of course not. They've been closed since probably last summer. Uh, you couldn't even order takeout or anything. And uh, so I asked the waitress and she said, you know, I've heard rumors and stuff, but what we've been told was the last owner's owner management team uh, went bankrupt and they just uh, closed up rather than figure it out. And uh, yeah, that, you know, which is weird because uh, in my town, like those kind of restaurants, they are supremely busy every night of the week. Hmm. Like you got to wait to get in no matter if it's Monday, Tuesday or whatever. Uh, mine's not like that. Uh, at least there's never a lineup to get in. But now like before, uh, I like trying lasagnas at different places. I love, I like the lasagna, but I always ask them, is this lasagna? fresh or what and uh, Eastside Mario's was uh, one of these places that just gets a big frozen brick in and cooks off cooks it off and segments it up all night but now they have fresh in-house cooked lasagna comes in like a cast iron pan but uh yeah I don't know was lacking the flavor it was kind of uh 
a little bit soupy. Didn't have yeah. the punch it should have had. They uh, served it to me without a pasta spoon, so that was a bit of a disaster. Trying to scoop all that up. Uh, pasta the spoon. Yeah, you know, big. That's not uh, right. Yeah. How else no, are you going to eat? Not it? right. Yeah, that it's is fork. right. A fork and no. a knife. It was all going through the fork. Well, then that's a soup. <laughs> well, it needed a pasta spoon. You you always get a spoon at these places with those kind of dishes. Uh, that's not right. The bread was amazing, though, as normal. Got to love that fresh Well, that's the issue. You loaf. fill up on the salad and the bread. <clears throat> at least I do. I usually get like three breads and two salads before my meal even arrives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I always go for the uh, seafood linguine pasta. Minus, uh, what's it called? The octopus. Well, it was, it was $2 kids meals. Plus I had a coupon for $10 off if you spent 40. So I was like, we're, we're eating like the Kings tonight. Order whatever you want. We're getting $10 off. So at the end of the meal, you know, I'm like, oh, hold on a second there, sweetheart to the waitress. And I dig in my breast pocket. Maybe you want to add this to the bill as well. My $10 off coupon. It's like, oh, you see, because it's a uh, kid's $2 day, that supersedes all other coupons. So, yeah, we're not going to be able to go ahead and take that. I'm like, oh, of course. Come on. So I was foiled yet again with my couponing. I think you're supposed to give that to them at the start of the shift. That probably would have worked out better. I didn't know if I was going to go over the 40, but... Yeah. You I always did. do, man. Never had, it never fails. I did. So. So you get four people in there. And then, you know, uh, like $2 price. Had to take the big kid up to, uh, the big mall, which I hate. I hate every mall, but I had to go up there cause she's a girl and she loves the mall. She needed new outdoor shoes, new shoes. She's calling them like, I need outdoor shoes. Like it's a requirement or something, but it's really just a pure vanity project to have yet another pair of shoes because she's a girl and they must be white shoes and they must be white air jordan shoes and uh you know i'm a reasonable person so i'm like why we're not going to get white shoes when it's a mud city everywhere for the next two months no they're not going to get dirty well oh you're going to hover everywhere is that you're just going to hover is that how we get from place? Anyways, lots of negotiations went on and, uh, she agreed to pay for at least half of her new shoes. The rest split between her parents. And, uh, as well, we managed to get the, uh, still into the children's size, which is hilarious when you get up to these larger sizes for kids kid sizes they're the exact same size as a woman's shoe so you take the kids size whatever seven and you put it beside the women's size five exact same shoe exact exact same shoe price for the kid shoe is eighty dollars price for the women's shoe a hundred and twenty dollars even 120 is <clears throat> even 80 is ridiculous yeah. Well, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's what I had to do tonight. So I'm the one that should be grumpy, quite frankly. Oh. Spent a lot of dough, man. Oh. Plus it was dog day. So dog grooming, dog, uh, veterinarian. Next week. Did what the, you take him to the vet for? Usual. The yearly gouge. Yearly we checkup. Hmm. We never do that. Really? Well, you know, they get uh, yearly, some no. kind of vaccination. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, they do. Well, you I know what? I did book a groomer though. With, with this dog that we have, she's uh, a sheep who, a Shih Tzu uh, toy poodle mix. Well, you, you have a Shih Tzu. You probably must have the same thing where they will just vacuum up everything in the yard if allowed to. Like they're rummagers. They love digging up. No, my dog uh, doesn't like going not, outside. Well, you don't let it. Not digging, but just like getting their nose in there and 
chewing dirt. And nope. Do not so, experience that with my dog. No. Well, your dog, I know how you like your kids short leaf leash. Anyways, I, I feel better getting them this, uh, the yearly vaccination, whatever. What so you got in your backyard uh, anyway? You just got grass. What's the raccoons, the raccoons or the squirrels, you know, all these animals are peeing and doing stuff out there. Not to mention this dog herself does, does a number. And then next time she's out there, she's like, mm, I think I'm going to eat that number. Bah. Why not? Crunchy. Your dog is, uh, how do I put it delicately then? It's cute as anything, but not so bright. Well, <laughs> you don't eat your own boo. Yeah. No, this dog loves it. Fresh served or cold. Backyard. You should be out there cleaning it. No, it's so small. It just goes away. That's what's so beautiful about having a small dog or the dog's eating it. I got a small Anyways. dog too. And, it goes uh, away. Well, mine doesn't, but thing is with my dog, we switched him. He was on, um, uh, what kind of food was it? It's like chalk dust. Uh, mm. the soy food, soy based. Yeah. You were on some very impressive but, diet. Uh, anyway, and his poo came out like white chalk and it was super small. <clears throat> so we recently just switched him over to, um, Cause I thought this thing he's had, he's had like skin conditions where he's itchy and stuff. And so he's on a new shampoo, uh, which seems to be working really well, but, uh, we switched his food from this chalk to, uh, <clears throat> similar type of formula, except it's kangaroo food. And now his poo comes out black, <laughs> but it, it's bigger. It looks healthy. And he's been like, he's like seven or eight years old now. And he's got the energy of like a four-year-old dog now. He just goes crazy. So something's agreeing with him. Why kangaroo food? Do I need to ask? Um, it's just, there's supposed to be less in it that can uh, be sensitive to dogs with any kind of allergies. Hmm. And we're not bothering with the allergy testing because it's like a human where they do the blood work and stuff. And it's like a thousand plus dollar test. And the nonsense with that is it can, like you're supposed to do it in the wintertime when there's less allergens in the air, right? There's no grass. There's none of that nonsense, but it never really pinpoints it down to a certain one thing. It can always be a, sort of like a broad range of one or two items, two, two, three, four items. And, um, and in the end it could be like, well, your dog's allergic to grass. Well, what the fuck are we going to do about that? Nothing. So it's just, you know, why waste the money on something that you can potentially not be able to do anything about? Well, now you, you told me you don't go to the vet every year, but you know all about this skin condition because and all that stuff. Because we've had this proposed this thing to us. We brought them initially to um, the VEC, which is the veterinary emergency clinic that's downtown Toronto. Oof. It's the one that was on TV for, um, you know, where people bring their pets in for emergency surgeries. And yeah, if your dog is sick, this is the place you want to bring them. Of course, a whole allergy test or a, not a whole allergy test, but they did like, uh, you know, like, f like a fungus test on them and skin condition oh test. God. And that alone was like 800 bucks and that didn't even include the blood, blood work, but he mentioned that. And then the vet that we go to, to get this medication and dog food from, you know, it's proposed the same thing too. And it's just why bother when potentially you're going to be wasting your money on nothing you can prevent. Leave it to you to find the specialist. Where's the most expensive dog specialist? <laughs> can I take a limo there? Cause I don't want to drive there myself. Holy mackerel. I love it. I love it. So they did the old, uh, the quick examination and uh, quick vaccination with some, 
uh, I guess Benadryl or whatever. And then the hard sell comes after that, right? They've been uh, on me the last couple of years about this, the dental work. We really, you know, this is optional, but maybe we should be looking at this at some point down the line, get some dental work done. It's common for these small type breeds. You know, you kind of got to look after their teeth when they get older. And uh, let me, let me just draw you up a quote, you know, just, just for you to think about, think about it. Think long, you know, the teeth you need to chew and all that. Uh, without getting into like having to deal with dental issues, more like getting in there and x-raying and checking things out and cleaning and all that, 1500 bucks, not to mention what might lie uh, beneath there that they might dig up beyond that. That's 1500 bucks. If you want to do that. Okay. I'll, I'll take that into consideration. Thank you. On my way suggestion, like, you know what? More people would probably do this if it wasn't so expensive. And the fact that you guys got like a payment plan or something. Oh, they offered to break it into uh, monthly payments. No yeah. problem. Monthly. Uh, no how about, problem. How about over the next two years? And uh, then the big kid was like, well, you know, he's the teeth are falling. So we should look after him. Maybe think about doing that. Well, you got, you got 1500. No. Well, you know, and I said to her, you were told a few years ago, maybe you should start brushing the dog's teeth. You know, you didn't want to do that. And now potentially this is something down the road. She's like, well, you know, so you're going to have to do it at some point. And I said, no. And it's when her teeth fall out, she's getting put down. What's the big deal? Moving on. You had a good run when the teeth give out. What can you do? <laughs> oh, so that's it then, eh? Well, you know, we're old school. And then you tell your kids the same thing's going to happen to you. <laughs> you mean they're going to do that to me when I get old? <laughs> Maybe I better not uh, teach them that. Uh, so Don't yeah, worry, you won't live that long. No, groomer on top. How much does your groomer cost? You do the mobile one, don't you? No, like, we used to do the, we used to do the one that would come to our house and, and do it in their mobile grooming lavatory. But, um, <clears throat> we've gone to, uh, you know, the ones that are situated, uh, it's a, it's a house that's been converted into a dog grooming facility. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, what is it like, uh, 55. Good deal. Good deal, man. Mine is, uh, takes her about an hour and 20 minutes. Does a good job. Dog looks good. Smells good. All trimmed up. And it's around 70 bucks. She passes the, the debit machine to you for $70. And then the next thing tip. message on the debit machine is add a tip. On 70, like, holy Jesus, what? I'm, I gotta say, no, I'm sorry. It's 70. If it was 50, yes, of course I'd give you a tip. Come on. 70 bucks. Why are you breaking my balls for? <sighs> yeah, man. I hear you. I throw, I, th I throw them like five bucks tip only cause it's that cheap. But I agree with you. It's like, mm, I don't know how much groomers get paid, but uh, my place always seems to be full. So I don't think they're hurting for business. Oh no. It's always like a, at least a two week waiting period to get in. And like, it's an owner operator. Like you said, she operates out of her garage, converted garage. And, uh, no, this is actually in the house. Hmm. Like this is a fully converted. You walk in and you walk into a reception area. Oh, so they have they like staff the, and everything. And then there's a bathing room on the side and the kennels are in the back and all the other bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're doing okay, but. So you just got someone who works for them to groom your dog, which I think a tip is more than appropriate in that situation. Uh, yeah. But again, like if they, ended up being $70, you know, plus tax, then throw a tip in there. It's like, well, I got to draw the line at some point, but yeah, if it's the owner doing it, I don't know. Like 
That's a good hourly rate already. So anyway, yeah, if it's like uh two hours, that's 35 bucks an hour. That's pretty good. <clears throat> hey, I wanted to ask you, you went to your sleep clinic. Tell me about this nonsense that you went to the hotel. This place looks super nice. It wasn't bad. You know, it was way better than where I've been previously here in Barrie. I went to a place in Newmarket because they had availability and I was coming off a day shift and I was driving through Newmarket anyway. So why not stop in and spend the night? And yeah, it was like in a converted house. It, it was a wild house, man. I wanted to actually wander around for a bit because it was like magical, the amount of rooms in it. It just kept opening up into more hallways and more rooms in a house. I think they said their maximum is nine, nine patients at once. So that's nine bedrooms right there. It had two bathrooms upstairs. And then there was a huge like office area up there where they monitor you. This is just a really weird, weird house that just seemed to expand into, I don't know where upstairs, but yeah, pleasantly surprised at how nice it was when I got in there because the Barry one is just in like a medical building, you know, an office building, an older eighties style office building and the rooms are okay, but I don't know. It's just a junky office. So be put in a nice house. I got a nice, friendly, very charming, young, uh, like East Asian girl hooking me up to all the, all the probes, all the electrodes. That was nice. Uh, she put me to bed right away. I, I couldn't even take pictures of being hooked up because the second I was hooked up, she's like, okay, you get to bed now, lay down. You lay down this way. I'm like, it's only 9.30. <laughs> okay, you lay there though. Uh, all right. I, I could just barely get, I just reached. I go to sleep right away. The faster I go to sleep, the faster I wake up. It was 9.30. Luckily, I could yeah. reach my bag. I had my tablet in it. And I, I was pretty wiped out though, to be honest with you. I wish you would. And she said, uh, of course, you know, anytime in the night, if you need to get up to go to the bathroom or something, uh, they didn't have a good intercom or whatever for them to listen to me. So she's like, just turn on your, your bedside lamp and that'll be my signal to come in. And so I had like a bat signal to turn on and I'd come, she'd come in and help me because you kind of got to unhook to the main piece of the gear to go anywhere in the room. And uh, I said, no, you don't. You won't need to worry about me. I will not be bothering you throughout the night. I don't get up in the night, so don't worry about it. And then I laid I there at night. I, I laid there at 930 and watched my tablet, trying to watch the Punisher. And man, I was so wiped out. I could barely watch it for five minutes because we did, had the uh, daylight savings time malarkey the night before and then worked a full day shift working with the grumpy puss pants and uh then the drive to new market then uh you know getting all hooked up and then getting into bed so like a miracle i passed out pretty fast and then i woke up around i think it was around one in the morning and i you know when you wake up and you're like just hoping that it's the morning that you're done and yeah it's only one you know great here we go yeah i had to pee but uh, I was such a gentleman that I just wrote it out. I didn't bother her. I, did, <laughs> I, can, I can sleep through this. No worries. So, you know, I was fighting with some pee dreams and fighting with the electrodes most of the night. I, uh, I couldn't, like, get... I like to sleep kind of on my stomach with my arm under my head kind of thing and my head off to That's the side. Cool. I couldn't get in that position with all the... There wasn't enough range with the wires, so I couldn't really get, I could go on my side fully, no, which is fine. They don't want sleeping on your stomach anyways, your side and your back. That, yeah. Yeah. And then they get you on your back because they know that's the bullshit position where they're guaranteed to have your epileptic attacks and not uh, breathe. <laughs> 
Well, that's it. She said she wants, she would want me to be on my back and both my yeah. sides at some point. So I gave her all that, like a good, a good everybody worker. stops breathing on their back. It's the freaking trick about this nonsense. No one needs a sleep mask. <laughs> you know, that's Unless not they true. sleep on their back. <coughs> so they got to stick all these electrodes to you. <laughs> And it, it's no good if you got hair, because I remember in the berry one, they would use like, jeez, oh, I don't know what it was, like like putty to stick to your scalp. And then that gets all in your hair like someone put yeah. gum in your hair. But they do that. In your hair. They do that like 12 times, right? So in the morning, you got like 12 wads of gum in your hair. This place, and she was extremely gentle, by the way. I can't say enough, enough uh, fond things about her. They use like some kind of sugary kind of sticky business that, that just goes away and, and goes away very easily in the shower. It just dissolves. So even that wasn't even a pain in the neck for me. Um, remember this address. I might want to go to this place in four years time. Your place wasn't very good. Was it an office? No, I was good, but your place looked newer. So I want to go to the newer place. I was happy with my room. I don't I know just, if it was newer. Well, it looked newer. Uh, it your was. Place, uh, your place had, uh, what's it called? Uh, wall molding? Oh, you know what I mean. The, wainscoting? Yeah, the wainscoting stuff. Uh, it looked classier, so I want to go there. Oh, that was just in the reception area. I think, yeah, that's it? fine. First impressions. Yeah, it, it was good. Mm -hmm. I got up. Uh, they wake up at 530. Uh Good morning. Hello. And you know, you just wave. Just, I'll be in there in a second. And then boom on the fluorescence come and you're like, eyes are burning. Careful. Your eyes click. Boom. Jesus Christ. But, uh, it like the last time I did this in Barry, I felt like death that morning. Cause that's how terrible sleep I got is pure death. Like I didn't know how I'd get home. I felt so bad, but this time it was not too bad. If you know, yeah, I slept, it was fine. But, uh, after I got home and sitting around with the kid on the couch in the morning, I was dying. I was dying. I couldn't believe how tired I was. And I said to the kid, I gotta, I gotta have a nap. I'm sorry. I got to do it. And I just preached on the last STC pod to hold out and don't have a nap, but I was dying. Stupid daylight savings. So I went, went up to bed and, uh, and then I got woken up by my phone ringing because I'd slept through my massage therapist appointment. So like, hmm, yes. I know I have an appointment. I'm sorry. I'll be right there. Luckily it's right down the hill. I can get there in two seconds flat. So I woke up and, uh, jumped right in for a massage, which was pleasant. She went very easy on me. She, I think she knows how wimpy I am. It was more like a full, uh, caress set, uh, session, full caress for an hour. You still haven't booked any massage appointments. Why? What's going on? Don't waste that much. What's the rush? Once a March. month. Have a nice little treat. Once a month. Once a month isn't going to do anything. I say I build them up so near the end. It's like boom, boom, boom. Two, two a week, one a week. That kind of thing. We get the full, the full repeated experience where it actually affects your body. Mm. Yeah, that's good so too. All, you're loosey and goosey for about three months straight. Yeah, that's okay too. But those ones, you got to book ahead of it because that's when it's like, you know, you get to the end of the year and all the dummies that uh, forgot about it or didn't use as much as they should have all try to ram it in. So they oh, got to use it up before the end of the year. Like that, like you, are you calling yourself no. a dummy? Well, I didn't use it once last year. Yeah. That's pure dummy. No, I didn't take advantage of it. I didn't yeah. need it. I let that's someone else. Take advantage of it. And oh, use it. what a so hero. It. I'm a hero. You're right. I am a hero. Ah. Oh, I need a Kleenex. Yeah. That's the thing with me at this massage appointment. I was breathing fine until you'd lay down and stick your head down in that hole instantly stuffed up and nose running. 
I'm, I get stuffy and she's like, Oh, are you, oh, are you stuffed up today? I'm like, yeah, no. The second I lay down, I am. Cause I'm like basically at a 45 degree angle with my head sticking down towards the floor. Hate that. I don't like that part. Flat? Well, yeah, you're flat, but she likes to put pillows under your, um, like stomach area. And then there's a pillow under your legs. So they're a little bit elevated. Hmm. And it's like you're just draining. I usually, uh, I usually just fall asleep when I go for mine. I just say, I'm going to listen. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> just, uh, just do what you got to do on my back. Cause I, I don't like them touching my legs or my feet or anything like that. I'll go oh. focus on my back and my shoulders and my neck. Don't touch anywhere else. You need the legs. The legs are the best part. And the uh, feet. I don't like taking my pants off. The just, feet I, is just, I just go in and take my shirt off and I lay down right away. You you know how they leave, they say, <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave the room. I'll let you get all settled in. And, nope. Whoosh, shirt rips off and I lay right down. Get started. Oh my God. I can imagine the gravitas involved with that. Jesus. What? Go ahead and tell me what you picture. <laughs> you know what I picture. It's like a Burt Reynolds maneuver. Jesus. Maybe they don't want to see you strip in front of them. I'm you just taking your, your shirt off. And you got your like uh workout pants underneath. Just get the legs done. It's it's no. great. And the feet are a nice bonus. That, that's gross. The poor fucking woman that's got to fucking massage your your tree trunk legs and your feet. Well, they love my feet, I imagine, because I have beautiful feet. We have discussed this already. So I'm giving them the pleasure of their day. She they never probably, spends they enough time. probably have to take a two-hour break after going trying to massage your tree trunks. She never spends enough time on those feet. She can spend a half hour on there. I'd be happy. Ah, oh, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should try it maybe you would no, like it i don't want people touching my feet you think that but then once someone is grabbed on you're like oh whoop oh yeah feels very good it's very relaxing dropping loads hey should we talk about who this week's uh no let me start that over I, again and edit me, at uh, this sniffing. point uh there will be no and editing edit hey shot should we talk about this week's piece of shit? Pause for edit. No, <laughs> you know how I always call you a piece of shit with love and fraternity with peace and love. Not lately. Uh, and are you, is that why you're upset? Cause I haven't called you a piece of shit enough. You're always the number one piece of shit in my life. Don't worry about that. There is a contender who's raced all the way to the top of the pile. Who's, kicked everyone else off who's been i had a guy ready to go uh, but he's just instantly been kicked aside by this person this person has now elevated himself to galactic piece of shit it's a whole new ranking it's galactic it's beyond the atmosphere of this earth and, and that piece of shit is none other than uh, vg collectaholic from the the piece of shittery that he's posted on Twitter. I don't know if you got to see that yet. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Who else would I be talking to? Sorry, my mic was muted. Uh, no, I don't think I know what you're talking about. You didn't see this? Well, how recent was this? Once you see it, you're going to like vomit. You're going to get so angry. Oh, wait, with, was uh, this that? that jealous was this, rage. Uh, how'd you made a, that's what she said joke. What's that in reference to? Well, the black hole. <laughs> oh, he beat me to it. Doesn't you sent me that that tweet picture of uh, the black hole vinyl? Yeah, I thought you would have wanted me to pick it up, but I've always been fascinated by black holes. And then Haji replies back, "That's what she said." Well played, sir. Beat me to it. Well, I would have, but I'm not paying ten bucks for it. That's it's only ten bucks for a pristine piece of vinyl. That is was it rare. brand new. I don't know. It was very nice. I don't know if it was new or not. I didn't take it out. It was in their new arrival section, so I don't know hmm. where they got it from. Well, I, VG. I can't, I can't see that I ever would have played it, but VG Collectaholic. Let's just say I heard the beeps from him backing up the dump truck of money 
from way up here in Canada. As he uh, backed up. Was, this Twitter's not working very well. I gotta look him up. I'm just gonna get angry, aren't I? Yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna get really angry. Uh, I'm not seeing pick. <laughs> what is this? This is dad trying to get through Twitter. Um what the turbo graphics thing? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like something bigger. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a box turbo graphics game? And this guy just bought up two thirds of the entire library in one shot. Hey, wait, these are all sealed. I don't know if they're sealed, but there's definitely some sealed. They're all complete in box. Uh, they're like 80% at least with plastic wrap on them that I'm seeing here. It, it's, it's the stuff we've, we just don't see up here. It just does not happen. We don't see them loose. Certainly don't see them complete and all together like that. Ooh, it's like some going to some elite zoo where you see exotic animals you only dreamt of. It's like Jurassic Park. He just picked up Jurassic Park and is in his living room now. Uh, Turbo Graphics Games. Yeah, whatever. Joe's upset. I'm not upset. He's going to be steaming about that tomorrow. Anyways, no, it just doesn't mean anything to me, though. Big congratulations to BG Collectaholic for finding that treasure trove however he did that he has a podcast masters of unlocking with uh his co-host with uh, caleb j ross and i'm sure he'll tell the story on there at some point and you can find that over at the cartridge club along with all of our other people content creators video makers bloggers just a big homey network of like-minded individuals uh bent on freedom and fraternity and peace and love over at the club. All right. Can I, uh, well, we also have to mention the Berry Game Exchange, our grassroots campaign to get them to appear at uh, the Holly Rec Center here in Berry, Southwest Berry, has, uh, has managed, has been successful and has got the Berry Game Exchange to locate to the Holly Rec Center. Right here in Southwest Barry. Beautiful, modern, jazzy, convenient location that everyone's going to be excited to check out. Lots of parking. There's even a you know a canteen in there. You can buy some pop, buy some popcorn, keep you going. As uh, so a very game exchange. When's that happening, Joe? Uh, Sunday, April 7th from 12 to 4 p.m. Uh, VIP get in at 11. Admission uh, regular price for general is five bucks. VIP, I believe, is 10. And uh, yeah, come check it out. 140 plus tables of video games and accessories, board games, vintage toys, pop figures, geek art, and so much more. Go to berrygameexchange.ca. Five dollars. It's so freaking cheap. Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. It's too cheap. Oh, five dollars. It's too cheap. You know what? When they come to our table, I'm going to charge another admission because I think there's room in there for extra admission. So that's a good idea. I think I'll do that. A cover charge for the SDC pod table. Now, Grant, we're not. You mean we're not getting charged for our table? And then I'll grant them extra. I'll allow them admission to buried on Mars's table. If they pay our cover charge as a small bonus, they can, you know, glance over buried on Mars's stuff too. If they can get to his table through ours. Well, yeah, we are planning on having a uh, giant VHS filled archway that will be, uh, have special supports made of board games. Uh, That'll take space. So what can you do? If that might uh, infringe on certain other areas, it's price you got to pay to to work beside um, some legendary dealers, such as uh, SDC Pod. When you say, "Yep," sorry, I was just looking at Twitter. Yeah, that's the best part of podcasting when uh, when you look at a when you look at Twitter. That's the best part of conversation. Did uh, Chris Roberts pick up today? 
Star Wars Battlefront, Garbage, Paper Mario, okay. Smash Bros. What the fuck? How does he find this stuff? He is the resident piece of shit, so that gets you privilege. I just mean, we wouldn't find anything like this. Well, maybe you wouldn't. Uh, I found some stuff. Let me you tell find you. garbage. And I found some special stuff you'll have to look forward to seeing in the next pickup video. Very special. Very special stuff. Well, I got a pickup video coming out this week. Oh, so when you guys course. check this podcast out, go to My Life in Collecting and check out my February pickups. Very exciting. A little bit late, but, uh, well, what can you say? I, yeah. I go at my own pace, not when you guys tell me to do things. It will have the most exciting stuff and the most exciting delivery you'll find on any YouTube channel. Um, there'll be a, Hey guys, there'll be black backgrounds and, uh, and a pretense to know, uh, some details about what he's talking about. So it's all, it's all interesting. Well, all I'll be interested in seeing your solo pickup video on your YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel. eh? Hmm. I look forward to seeing that, sir. Speaking of YouTube channels, can I just give a quick congratulations to your partner in crime M from the Transformers and Beer podcast for surpassing yet another milestone on his personal YouTube channel, Transformers and Video Games. I don't know why that keeps him quiet, but uh, yeah. I'm waiting for you to finish talking. <laughs> That's where you jump in and go, yeah, geez, I'm proud of that guy. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Doing a great job. And the sole reason why Joe insisted on starting his own YouTube channel, just so he can well, enjoy some of the more so just to spite you, but <laughs> <laughs> so what, what M do he just cruise past what? 600 subscribers or something. He did that in a year. So he's off and running. Yep. He'll be at a thousand within a few months easily. And, uh, that's when the big boys will start sending him the stuff to review because he's now going to be a big boy. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, I did want to get to uh, some comments before they get too heavy, before they overburden us with the amount of. Uh... All right, hurry up because I got to go. Yeah, I got to go too. I got more important things to do than you do. Let me tell you. What do you got to do? Well, I'm going to shoot my pickup video. Uh, let me get to it here. Uh, again, our buddy Lotus Stark left another comment on the YouTube, uh, channel. So our YouTube release of this podcast that comes out simultaneously as on Podbean and Spotify and all that. Lotus Stark says, okay, much better. I'm glad to hear you're both doing well and can still tolerate each other. Well. We went back down the old road for this episode, but everything's still fine, Lotus. We're good. Uh, then he talks about, because uh, I referred to a YouTube channel I picked up on where a guy is uh, renovating an old hoarder house where he's finding all kinds of treasures. So he uh, picks up on that. That ah, Joe's so upset by this channel. Yeah, that guy is uh, so freaking fake, dude. I, I don't doing, think so. He's only doing it to get the views. He had a video showing off his hundred thousand subs. How do you know? Who does that? Because I saw, well, I saw it. <laughs> and who does that? Except someone who's looking for attention on YouTube. Oh. And to his freaking uh, scumbag uh, thrift store. If you got your YouTube button, you wouldn't make a video on it. He, I'm telling you, he's doing it for attention. You're saying he's not. Yeah. Everyone is doing YouTube for attention. What else is there? Especially when they start their own. Cause they can't handle being on two other ones with partners. Anyways, if, if he was such a dirt bag, he certainly wouldn't have went out of his way to interview the original proprietor of the house. Dude, it makes him look nice. What do you think? I think this guy has some character. I gotta say. Obviously there's a monetary value to what he's doing, but I think he, he kind Thank of fell in love with the story. That. I said that last week. No, you did it. As he dug through it, he fell in love with the story that was left behind. 
and he was happy to share it with the rest of us. Lotus goes on to say, Bill, the explore, uh, the exploration does sound fun. If you do it in person, as you said, you have done before, as for watching a video of someone exploring, I don't think it would grab me unless uh, I was really bored and couldn't find anything else to watch. Although I've watched that picker show a few times and it can be interesting to what they find. I will just say urban exploration videos can be really interesting when they find some really cool things to explore, such as old uh, missile silos or stuff that you just will never get a chance to see. Um, but I find a lot of the presenters, the, the hosts that are doing it are all douchebags and they, they just, it's really hard to watch them because they're just, you know, they're trying to do uh, real like show offy things with the camera and it's clearly them showing off and it's hard to watch that, but I do like see seeing some of the stuff they show. Uh, as for American Pickers, I do love that show. And then uh, Lotus goes on to talk about, as he calls it, Evil Bay. It sucks you have to keep dealing with these people with buyer's remorse. That's all it is. People are complacent with returns these days. Amazon and others make it easier to return stuff. People on Evil Bay are the same way thinking that you're a business and not just normal guy trying to sell stuff. They feel that feel they can click the easy button no matter what to return anything. Evil Bay is also at fault for allowing it to happen. <clears throat> exactly. And to update the eBay story I did, I lost my uh, case against this buyer and eBay awarded this person the return. And I must have spent a good couple hours on the phone with eBay last week. I had at least five different customer service agents all tell me my listing was hundred percent correct and that I did nothing wrong and that the buyer clearly didn't read my description. And then the next day I get an email from eBay saying, um, the case has been awarded to the buyer because the item did not match the des description. <laughs> just like, God damn it. Holy mackerel. And I said, Joe, I got to call him back one more time. I got to do it. I got to call him. So I, I put in another phone call to eBay and uh, it's in an appeals process right now. We're going to appeal that and send it off to the governing body that looks after appeals and let you know what they think. Anyways, we probably all know how that's going to go. And that money's already been yanked out of my PayPal and given back to the buyer. The dirtbag buyer with zero feedback, by the way. So even if this buyer is found to send me a, a piece of shit in the mail, if he sends me a rock back and I complain that he sent me a rock back and they try and charge him for that, he's just going to close his account because he's got zero feedback. So what difference does it make? So that's why I don't understand why they sided with this guy. Anyways, Lotus continues. Finally, we can talk about how good the Orville's been. Last three episodes have been great. They've improved so much since first season. I'm hoping for a third. The Orville, um, I haven't seen last week's episode, but the episode before that was this uh, culmination episode of a lot of things coming together and was of a quality I was not used to seeing in uh, broadcast primetime. It was absolutely amazing. It was feature film quality. And I was really uh, proud of the Orville for that. And I could see why the episodes leading up to it were kind of shallow and short on content because they were just saving up budget for that, for that big explosion at the end. And, uh, but Joe doesn't watch it. Joe's not going to watch the Orville. Nope. Hmm. I think he's left. Yep. It's just me. Are you frozen or is it, is this you frozen? No, no, he's, he's, I can see him breathing. <laughs> no, sorry. I was, uh, yeah. I was downloading my podcast for the week. So I had the microphone on mute. Uh, I got my Orville on the PVR. So I will get to it shortly. You haven't watched the first season. What? Okay. You're <laughs> finally from a cartridge club.org. A couple of quick comments from uh, Travis uh, from Polykill. That's the uh, podcast of the year for 2018. 
He goes on to say, as a man who frequents a gym once or twice a week and flails for about 45 minutes aimlessly, I enjoy hearing about Joe's routines. Great. I wish I could become that dedicated. Yeah. Anything to say to that, Joe? I don't know. You broke up on me, so I don't know what you said. <laughs> Travis from Polyhill loves hearing about your gym routines. Loves what? I wish your gym routines. Oh, gym routines. Okay. And wish he could become that dedicated. And then he goes on to say, I've never been able to nap one night. My night's ruined and I already have a difficult time falling asleep. Oddly, my sleep has gotten better with a kid because I get so deprived. I fall asleep just about anywhere. He said he was prescribed Ambien years ago. I wonder what that's like. He goes, oh boy, howdy. Super sleeps with the Ambien. And uh, he says he wish he could make it to Barry. His boss actually has a vacation home up here. Uh, but he says the downer is it's a long trip for just a few hours. I mean, come on, Trav. Jesus. Come on. Come Maybe on. One day when Hodge gets this to be uh, a two day event, <clears throat> it might be more enticing to people to make the longer trip. Uh, Mighty Cute Dog mentions that we both vended together at the August 2017 BGE. 2017. He can't believe he can't believe that we don't remember it because it's when the Q dogs were there. I still don't remember it because I remember hanging out with Q dogs on the floor. I don't remember being behind a table. We were behind a table. I remember hanging out with them, taking them around the well, different table. I was behind the table. And Josh Frantic, Frantic Society. Josh also has a podcast, Frantic Society. I, I did the night shift for almost five years. And it was a challenge. He lost a lot of weight because he wouldn't eat properly or sleep enough. So it's easy to let that situation spin out of control. It was definitely a big learning experience for him. He says, keep up the great show. I always listen. Just trying to make a point of commenting here for the shows more often. Thank you for the comments, Josh, Eric, and uh, Trav. Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah, I've done overnights uh, since high school, man. When I was a uh, grocery replenishment shelving engineer, <coughs> had to do overnights. All right, can we wrap this up? Uh, go ahead, boss. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We got to go. I got a YouTube. Hey, guys. Let's post it. Check out my arms. <laughs> Goodbye.